Thank you for checking out the Media Marketing Podcast, a place where you can learn all things media and marketing related. Don't miss a beat in boosting your business and your brand. In each episode, you'll gain valuable insights, tools, and strategies to apply to your marketing efforts. And now your host, Brian Cargill. Tyler Carpenter, welcome to the Media Marketing Podcast. Uh, Just to give you a quick introduction, Tyler Carpenter is a comic book entrepreneur having launched four graphic novels utilizing platforms like Indiegogo and Kickstarter to crowdfund and launch and distribute his self-published comics. A huge feat. He is the host of the YouTube show Draw and Talk, which is his platform to help build his audience. And Tyler has a background in marketing and has done work, uh, you know, with real estate companies and with publishing houses. Tyler, thank you for coming on to the show. You also forget, no problem. You also forgot to mention we've been friends since preschool. Yeah, that wasn't in this introduction. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, we've known each other for way too long. Yeah, friends from preschool, then you went across the pond and uh, just, you know, created a rock band and, you know, just <laughs> dominated the London circuit and uh, came back over here and we met up in high school. So Yeah, I thought I figured I should give people, uh, the, the other bands in England, a chance. So I was like, let's just go back to America and we'll dominate something else here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love it, dude. Did, uh, actually, you know, before we even get into like all this marketing stuff, do, was some of that experience with, uh, creating a band and learning how to promote yourself, has that translated into what you do today? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let me expound. I'll expound. Um, uh, when we started that band, we were 14 and 15 years old and we weren't, I think we were, we were like 13, actually 13 and 14. And we weren't old enough to play in any of the places. And we're like, man, like we're a band. We want to play shows. So we had to be really proactive. So, I mean, we, we t- we're like, okay, how do we use a school auditorium? We're like, oh, what if it was a charity gig? So we, we, we got a charity to sponsor and we were like, all the money is going to be raised. Cause we didn't care about the money. We just were like, we want to play a show. So we, we said all the money is going to go to charity and we organized the whole thing. Like we got all the supporting acts. We, we like present, we went to our headmaster, uh, Mr. Jackman, and we presented him this like folder. We're like, this is how the stage is going to look. These are all the people involved. This is how much money it's going to cost. And it was really proactive because we wanted to play a show. We are my band. We only played probably like three shows in England. <laughs> we probably had played like three or four shows in England. And we, and we organized all of them ourselves because we were that desperate because we wanted to play so badly. Well, I think that's like a huge, like kind of testament to like your style in general is like, if there isn't a door, you create the opportunity. And, uh, you know, at 14, 15 years old, that's hard to have like the discipline. And at any moment where you guys like, Hey, we're like way in over our heads. Like, what have we gotten ourselves into? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. how You said it. If there's not a door, I'm going to make a door. And if there is a door and I'm not allowed in that door, I'm going to find a way to crash into it and when people are like yeah you guys have to be 16 year olds to play 16 year uh years to uh, old to play in this place we're like fine we'll find our own place to play and we'll host it ourselves if we have to and oh you have to be you know this age to do this and you have to be this genre well we'll figure out how to do it that way so i think that's the biggest thing that i've learned in marketing is if there's if if you see a closed door or you feel like oh i can't do it just break through it and do it yourself you don't need help yeah exactly and like that's has that been pretty much a running trend throughout a lot of your career? I mean, you've kind of picked up uh, doing comic books in the last better part of the decade. And um, yeah, it's like, I think it's similar to what I do in the video world where like, I'm not waiting on a 
teacher to give me a project or I'm not waiting for my parents to tell me like, here's the next project. It's like, okay, I, you know, I have an interest here. I want to go for it. And like, what, um, what allows you to like, kind of keep like chase after that create or that curiosity and not feel like you're, um, I don't know, held back by perfection or trying to, um, I don't know. It's hard to like live up to, you know, if you're trying to emulate a professional or someone that's like been doing it for decades upon decades, like, how do you, what, what inspires you to like be willing to take that leap? Yeah. So, uh, big thing is, uh, introspection. So, you know, so in comic books, there's, there's like the great artists. Um, I'll just going to throw up one of them, Jim Lee. He's like, he's, he has the record for the highest selling comic book. Um, his art is fantastic. And so when, if I want to ever work in the mainstream comics, I need to go, okay, that's the bar like that, that, that's the bar. So, and I need to look at my art and if I, if I can, if I put the two pieces of art together, I should be able to know, okay, my level isn't anywhere close to this. So I need, I need to practice. And I think one thing that a lot of people want is they just want to immediately get into these big gigs. Like I want to immediately work for DCR. I immediately want, immediately want to work for Marvel. Or uh, if you're like a videographer or photographer, you know, I immediately want to, I immediately want to work with these uh, brand deals. Uh, Tyler Babin, he used to work for Gary V and he was like, man, I want to, I want to do a videography for nike but they're not hiring me so in one of his videos he's like i'm gonna film my own nike shoe video ad so that i can show them hey i can i can do it because if, if 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 you do ever go to nike and go hey can i can i market your your shoes or your brand and they say yeah how would you do it well i've never done it before then they've got nothing to go off of. if you can say hey oh, i actually did a, B, and C beforehand. This is the evidence uh, that 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 helps you. That that pushes you in the right direction. But you need to be able to see what they want. You can't put out a. You can watch their commercials. You know, for me, it's looking at the the, the great comic books and going, "Am I anywhere near close to that?" And if I'm not, then I need to work a little harder to to get there. Yeah, I think that's great. I, I like the the Babbins example too. Um, yeah, because. Like, I, I think that that is a big thing that people are hesitant to like pump up a brand or like do an example project, like project of a brand. Um, but that's a great way to like showcase your skill. And like you said, like, it's a lot easier to like have something to show for at least you've attempted than just starting from ground zero and like just winging it and hoping for the best. Yeah. And you never know if you're going to actually be the right fit. I, I, I say all the time that I, my dream comic would be to draw a Batman comic. Like that would be my dream. And so a couple months ago I was like, Oh, well, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to draw my own Batman comic. I'll give it away for free, but there's no one that says I can't draw my own Batman comic. So I mold over the idea and I was like, okay. And I started writing it and I, I think I got like four pages in and I was like, okay, I'm actually really bored and I don't want to do this anymore. And then I was like, well, it's fine. I just want to draw the Batman comic. And I started drawing the Batman comic and I realized two things. One, I didn't want to actually draw the Batman comic. I liked the idea of drawing the Batman comic and two, I wasn't good at drawing the Batman comic. So I think it's good for you to have your dreams, see, and then, then just go and do those practice projects. Like make a sample project. Oh, I'm a, I want to do real estate photography. Well, go and find, go find an open house and take, take some real estate photos or do some videography, do it for free. See if you can do it. 
see if you enjoy doing it and if you're and see if you if if it's something that you are willing to improve on because if you don't like it you're not going to want to improve on it so there's no point of you doing it anymore yeah it's kind of a good way to like test the waters as yeah. well um so this is you know the media marketing podcast and so thinking about like how you market yourself currently tyler uh, as we mentioned in this introduction uh having your own youtube show is a good way of marketing yourself um do you want to talk about where that came from and then we can maybe talk about how you marketed these graphic novels on indiegogo and uh, kickstarter yeah so um i started my youtube show it started off the channel used to be called fictional reality um, I don't want to go into what the idea was for that, but it was, I made a practice video. I made a sample video of what I thought this channel was going to be. I thought, by the way, it was the greatest idea. I showed my brother and he's like, oh my gosh, delete this. Make sure no one ever sees this video. I've never wanted to throw up so hard in my life. So we threw it, we put the the video somewhere in some hard drive that I hope no one ever sees. So I started thinking, okay, what what can I do? And I, I was making comics and I realized that there wasn't a comic book page um, at the time that I could find where I had all these questions. Oh, who, how, do you, how do you color a comic? Or how do you write a comic? Or how do you find a printer? How do you work, collaborate with artists? And I was like, there's not a, a YouTube page that's really doing this right now to the level that I want. So I'm going gonna, gonna to start it. And uh, I, so I try to come off as like an expert, like I'm going to tell you guys the things on, on, on what to do. And um, as it evolved, as the channel evolved and grew, it became less, less of a, hi, I'm Tyler Carpenter. I'm, and I'm an expert on this field. It became a, hi, my name is Tyler and I'm a comic book person. I have these questions, follow me on this journey. And we're going to hopefully answer these questions together. And so I've built a community right uh, of of people who want to make comics who or and also who like comics and they want some questions answered and um, I'm moving away right I'm moving away from the tutorials um, and mostly now doing uh, a bit of commentary and showing the behind the scenes stuff. Um, but I still have but just because I'm growing the audience but the 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 people that follow me they follow me because they want to be part of that journey. And I think that's what the YouTube show has really evolved into is it's now more like a documentary mm -hmm. on, on Tyler's comic book creation. Dude, that's awesome. I, I one really enjoy the fact that like you're scratching your own itch, like the thing that you wanted to see be done out there in the world. Like now you're like creating that. Yeah. And then two, like giving yourself the freedom and flexibility to pivot. Like I think a lot of people, whether it's a business idea or a YouTube channel, a lot of people have like one idea of what it should be. But like, that was great that you did a small test, a small sample with your brother. And he says, Hey, like maybe you should scrap this and, yeah. and change directions. And you listen to that and um, you decided to go in a whole different direction. And I think that's great that even like you started doing how to videos and re realized that that wasn't really what you wanted to do. And, switched over to doing more commentary and uh, opinion, which I think actually gets people more excited. Um, I'm still working on that with my own self, like having an opinion about things and willing to be a little bit more controversial and uh, stepping on <laughs> some toes. Uh, <laughs> you definitely have to be able to, you have to be prepared to take a couple shots that you're not going to want. But I mean, I posted a video on Monday just in about what, like a personal experience that happened to me and I had 400 people watch it and be like, 
like I'm I'm with you, Tyler. And someone commented and we're like, hey, I just joined the channel. I have no idea what this video is referencing. Um, but everyone's like, oh, this is Tyler and this is what happened to him. Um, and so people who've who've been following this journey, this is like the next episode. Like like this week, it wasn't very good for Tyler. Uh, so how can we support him? But also, and this is, it's kind of a cheat with my channel. And I don't know if you felt this way with your podcast. If I have a question that I want answered, I will f look up the people who I know can answer that question well for me. And I'll be like, hey, do you want to come on my YouTube show? And you can promote your stuff and we can talk. But deep, secretly, I'm, I'm asking you the question that my audience wants when really I want the, the answers and I'm, I'm going to pick your brain. Have you felt that with any of like your guests? Yeah, I mean, I'm learning all the time. I mean, it's kind of hard not to do an interview without like kind of gaining something in, in exchange. Like you're uh, have get greater understanding or maybe like hear a little bit of information that you never thought before. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of things that like kind of go over my head too in, in some of these interviews, but I think, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you. Like, and you, and you probably are like, yeah, you might feel like you're the one that's asking the question on your behalf, but I probably it's what a lot of other people have as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think other people have those questions and I'm luckily, and I'm lucky enough to have a platform where I know the right people that I can get them on the show. Um, I mean, and I have a discord channel where it's all it's where it's the community of draw and talk. And they're like, Hey, we would love a video about, you know, this, or we'd love a video about that. And so I go and go, okay, I know, I know I can talk about this myself, but I'm unsure about this, about this topic. Who can I grab that is good at this topic and bring them on the show that helps me one create a, a friendship with that guest. I get to learn something from them. They get to promote their work. And now we've networked we've networked in a way yeah yeah digitally too which is yeah, uh, exactly. even more challenging to do you talk about like this journey and you use journey as like one word as like the summarize it all but you've been working at this for many many years and i think a lot of times at least when i work with people they think marketing is just kind of like oh i'm going to create one video or i'm going to do one advertisement and that's going to solve all my problems and it's like no you really do have to kind of build up this uh, not machine, but you have to build up this brand and this idea of who you are, um, which has been kind of a, an interesting yeah, journey for yourself. It's been fun watching you along the way and you've done a good job of building community. I think that's what a lot of brands struggle with is like, yeah, you have a discord channel, you have a Facebook group and um, do you pull this community? Like when do, how do you create that engagement? Are people just asking you questions at this stage or, or do you actively, you know, send out an open-ended question to, uh, your a little bit of both. I mean, I, so I'm active on, I'm mainly active on two or three platforms. I'd say I'm heavily uh, in Twitter. That's my main platform. Oh, sorry. YouTube's my main platform. Twitter's my second discord is to get all the cool people is to like hurt all the, all the cool people that I want to engage with constantly. Um, and so I'll pull them on like, Hey, what do you think about this? So for example, and I was an idiot cause I put out my book on Kickstarter and then I pulled like, do you guys want Kickstarter Indiegogo? And they were, most of them were like Indiegogo. And I was like, why, why didn't I ask this before I launched the book on Kickstarter? Um, it didn't matter. Like I still, I, it's everything still worked out. Um, but I'll pull them like, Hey, who do we, who should we have the, on the show? What are some questions? And um, luckily also I have some, I have moderators in my discord. Um, How did my that discord come about? Would, 
Um, my, I, had a, I had a guy who followed the channel. His name is, I only know him by his screen name. His name is Ichthys. And um, he watched the channel for like a year and finally was like, hey, Tyler, he messaged me one day. He's like, hey, Tyler, do you have a Discord? And I was like, I have no idea what Discord is. And he said, if I make it for you, if, if you create an account and give me the login and make me a moderator, I'll create a Discord for you. And I said, okay, I don't know what that is, but made an account and he built this out and we, on the YouTube, we launched, and then on, on YouTube, I brought him on the show. We launched the Discord. We had like 200 people join the first night. Um, and then, so he, so on like Friday nights, they do a hangout stream where all like the draw and talk community hang out. I'm never there. I'm not there. They oh do challenges on Wednesdays. I'm not there. Um, not saying that I don't want to be there, but I don't have the time. I'm, I'm doing other things. Well, but yeah, my you, mod, you just but, recently have a kid and yeah, you full-time job, yeah. a lot of things going on. But I've got my moderators who are fostering this community. Um, so it's like, kind of like building upon itself. Like, do you, are you able to pinpoint it to like one specific thing or like, how did you create this engagement or how did you get people on board? Do you think it was like you being vulnerable through all the content that you create? Like, I feel like you're very raw and authentic with how you present yourself. Um, do you have any ideas? Um, I think I'm, I'm not, a, I do, I'll do videos where I'll be like, Hey, I, I never try to come off as an expert. I think I did a video where I was like, my camp, my comic failed. I, I needed to make X amount of money. I only made this. And these are all the things I did wrong. And that video show goes, has people go, Oh, like, like, he's being honest with us that he had these goals. He didn't reach it. So I, I think I do have some sort of relatability. Um, I mean, the channel knows that I have a wife. They know that I have a kid. They know that I have a day job and they know that I'm just trying to find time to do all of this stuff. And um, I mean, I've got really awesome people who constantly watch the show every night. I mean, I had 30 people live tonight the whole time while watching it and we'll get a couple hundred later tonight um but you're not just having people tuning in and watching like people are actually posting in the message boards which yeah i think a lot of brands they don't get that like people will watch or maybe they'll like kind of like it but that's true that, so like, having people take action is always uh looks good for algorithms and just i don't know it's yeah good for your overall so i guess brand. we fostered a community of people with like-minded beliefs so the discord is people who love comics who love pop culture and some and for some of them it's it's making it's making so i mean some of these people like someone just posted hey guys i'm working on um i'm working on a thousand days to build a habit to draw every day so ho hopefully in a thousand days i'll draw i'll have drawn every single day and there's like there's like all these comments saying good luck good luck like Dude, make it happen awesome. we're here for you and so i use the platform to just be like, like on every Tuesday, every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, I go, Hey guys, there's a new video and I'll, I'll post it up. Um, but I give people the opportunity to share their art. So I'll be like, Hey guys, today we're going to share our art and they're going to, they show me all the art and everyone can critique it. And there's a self promotion, self promotion set section. So people go, join our community because they know that it's a safe space to share their own creations. And they know that we're going to, um, help promote it. I do an, I do an open mic night every now and then. 
That's on the cool. channel and it'll get them coming in and you know, I'll be like, Hey, for five minutes, tell us who you are. Tell us about your comic. Um, it's free promotion. And then, and then we kick them out and we have someone else do it. Um, so yeah, I think what we, what I've done and I'm still always trying to get better, but is foster community of people. I mean, that last video where I, where I talked about how I got banned from that Facebook group, I had like a hundred people comment like that's jacked up Tyler. I'm with you. Um, and that meant a lot to me. A big thank you to our sponsors over at songtub.com. That's right, song or music and a tub, like a bath, but more fun to say, tub, tub. Anyway, you can check out Songtub's website for any of your music needs. In fact, the song playing in the background right now is from Songtub. So why pick them over anyone else? Well, they curate the music. And I know the guys, so that means I know that they're selecting great music for your project. A lot of other companies will brag about how many songs they have, maybe 100,000, 200,000, maybe even a million. But honestly, I don't have time for that. I don't have the time to just sit down and go, next, 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 a song, not so great, you know, trying to figure out where the best music is. Songtub.com, great place to get your music. And now I'm excited to offer you the first month for free if you go to songtub.com slash pro, P-R-O, and we have a promo code for you. Yes, that's right. My name, your host, Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, and that will give you your first month free to have access to a huge music library that you can use towards your next video project, podcast, or any of your general audio needs. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, that's awesome to know that like these people that you like 10 years ago would have never been able to really meet and create that opportunity. Like now you have this like digital online space of people that are, yeah, like you said, like-minded. Um, and I think, yeah, I, maybe we'll title this one like highlighting your failures or something, but I think that there's something to it. Like, so those videos that when you're highlighting things that don't go well, actually perform better than when you're talking about like, you know, the top three tips of why I was successful with this, you know, yeah indiegogo campaign yeah i wish they i wish the successful ones uh got did better but yeah people i think people want to see that it's it's hard that not everyone because i mean with social media i hate instagram i'm never on instagram uh just because everyone has a better life than me i guess everyone's hanging out on the beach and has a way nicer butt than i do and so i'm i just get jealous so i'm never on instagram because um i'm someone who because everyone's posting their best life and i decided on my youtube channel i was gonna show both sides i'm gonna show my wins and i'm gonna show my lows and i'm gonna show like all the lows i mean i i, I had a video where it was just like, guys, like, I'm going to be gone for like a month. I can't do this anymore. And everyone was like, hey, well, hey, well, we'll be here when you come back. Wow. Um, and stuff. And they were, they were really supportive. Um, I did a video where I was like, hey, so-and-so like was really rude to me and I broke this relationship. I ruined a networking opportunity. And everyone's like, oh, like, don't do that again. Um, and then I'll do like something like, hey, guys, I did something really well. And they'll be like, yeah, that's cool. But show us, show us your failures. People, oh, like, see, people yeah. like seeing that other people are, are having a hard time. Yeah especially with everything going on, it's probably even uh, like more realistic or more, uh, you know, human to like, yeah, express what, what the hardships are. And especially in the creative world where like you have not only like you feel like your art is an extension of you, but it's also putting yourself out there to be critiqued, to be judged because it, it is a subjective industry at the end of yeah. the day. And I think people also follow because I mean, 
most people aren't doing this full time, aren't doing their hobbies full time, their hobbies. So they're like, okay, how do I, how, how do I do this? How do I make the time to do my hobbies? And then better yet, is there a way for me to monetize it? Let me follow this Tyler guy somehow with a full-time job being married and having a baby. He's able to figure, he's able to figure out how to do this hobby and make time for it. Maybe he'll share how he does that. And then he'll bring on guests on his show and they'll show how to monetize it. And I can learn, I can learn from that. Cause there are, there are, there are some videos where I go, I think I just created competition. I think some of my viewers are become are going to become my competition, but there's no comp, there's no such thing as competition when it comes to the arts. Sometimes. I remember you kind of saying that where you're like doing these how to videos, where you're teaching people how to do the things that you do. So then you're like, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, uh, man. Uh, well, I think, you know, kind of changing gears here, or, you know, within the similar vein, um, you know, how has that community of like discord and YouTube, how has that helped with the publication or the release of your graphic novels on these independent platforms? Yeah. So, um, YouTube is a really good place because it has, uh, what I believe is a monetizable audience. Uh, for the most part, some people's audiences are monetizable. Some of them are not. Um, I mean, I have a friend and he, his audience is very monetizable. I'm talking about, he's like, Hey guys, I have a comic book and like $40,000 in three days. Um, my audience isn't necessarily super monetizable, but I mean, that's okay because I'm, we're having a good time. Um, my first campaign on Kickstarter did, I think like $1,700 and it was just enough for me to make the book and then send it out to people. And then the second book, I was able to tap into a different kind of audience and I made almost $3,000. Uh, I know I made like $2,700 and then the third book just didn't do well at all. <laughs> um, and that's the one that you made the video about, right? Yeah. And that's the one I made a video where I was like, yeah, I failed and it didn't do as well as I want. Like we still made the money we needed to and everyone got their book, but it didn't do as well as I wanted. And after that, I did a bunch of videos where I'm like, I don't know what I, if I should do any more campaigns because it just like really hurt me mentally. Um, but I put out my latest book a month ago and I typically get around 50 to 70 people backing my projects. And I think this time around, we had almost 150 people buy the book. Um, and that was, it was, it's my biggest campaign. We almost raised, we almost raised $5,000. Um, I think I attribute it to three things. The success of that, I attribute it to my audience grew. Um, my uh, my marketing tactics and we can go over my marketing talk tactics because it was very planned and then two and then three was my my product my business proposition so most most comic books on the scene right now you're looking at them being around 50 to 60 pages for 20 and it's cost 25 dollars and then 10 dollars in shipping so you're paying 35 bucks essentially for a 50 page book. And mine was, you're going to get a 130 page book for $20 free shipping. Um, How are you able now, to pull that off? Here's the, here's the thing, Brian. I'm able to pull it off because I'm not a scammer. <laughs> I know how much it costs to print a book. So these people who are like, it's going to cost me $35 for you, me to print your book. I'm like, no, it's not. I know, I know what printers you use. I know their prices. 
like you are hoarding. So I, I chose not to hoard money and I chose to give my customers the best deal. And, and me, it meant that I got, I, I made less money, but it meant that my customers didn't have to destroy their wallets to get a, a, a product. Um, and I think people really like that. And I think that's the business model I'm going to go with is from, from now on is $20 in free shipping. And does that mean I have to eat some of the cost? Yeah. But, um, customer first. Yeah. Okay. So, and then unpacking some of those other things. So like, oh, how about unique, unique value proposition and then some of the marketing tactics would be cool to dive so the, into. So my, yeah. So my unique value proposition was that, that free shipping, it was like every, every time I went on someone else's podcast and I was like, yeah, it's free shipping. The whole comment section would be like free shipping. <laughs> what, 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 what are you talking about? And like the host would be like, Tyler, are you making money? this is really concerning. Like you can't do free shipping with a hundred dollar book and it's 20 bucks. I'm like, yeah, you can dude. I was like, yeah, you can. I know, I know the printers that these people are using. I know how much money, um, I know how much money these people are hoarding. I'm trying to be good for the customer. So that was my value proposition. And then my marketing tactics, I planned out every video that was going to come out in those three weeks. And they yeah. were the most intense, videos on my channel and do you want to talk about those like it was well so like that first video was it just like a short promo and then you like went a little bit further so like, i did a, i did a promo i did a promo so my, my my uh my tactic was to not promote my book very much my promo my my well my my what i did was i hooked i hooked everyone i hooked you in the video with a crazy with a crazy video topic which was I then talk about my book for like 60 seconds and then you watch the video and then you watch the video for the rest of the topic that you want to hear. And then the final 60 seconds is me pitching my book one more time. Um, and so I was like, okay, if I'm going to do it this way, so I'm not constantly begging for money, I've got to come up with the craziest topics that are going to incite emotion in the comic book uh, community. And luckily like two or three things happened in the combo community that really just like worked out for me um that were controversial that i could give my opinion on and i got a lot of views on those videos wow so um what was that brainstorming process like to come up with uh those radical or not controversial but topics that oh. would stand out in people's minds well they definitely well one they definitely were controversial so I basically decided I'm going to, I, I, I was sticking to the, the idea of I'm uh, the whole channel used to be, I'm not going to state my opinion on anything because I don't want to alienate anyone. And for me, I've, I, I kind of realized that no matter what you're going to alien, not everyone's going to like your product. So it's okay to alienate people. Um, so I decided, okay, you know what? Not everyone's going to like my stuff, but the people who do like my stuff are going to buy my stuff. So I'm going to showcase my opinion. And some people hated my opinion. Hence, I got banned from a couple of those uh, Facebook groups. Um, and other people really liked my opinions and they liked my takes on them. Um, so I made a list on my phone. I said, okay, I'm going to talk about this, 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 this. And I gauged which ones would 
which ones I should do at the at certain times. And then I also grad also I also then went on certain people's podcasts that I knew would help. And I also had people come on my show that I knew would drive traffic. Um so is this like that that whole like this whole scheme, is it similar to like when you were in high school and you presented that to the principal? Like did you have this all like mapped out on like a Yeah. Like I was like hey, I was like, yeah, hey Mr. Jackman, we want to do a charity thing. Before you before you say no to it, I've got five faculty members who say that, that they're okay with it and they're going to help. I already got the charity to say yes to it. Um, we already have our goal. It's not going to cost you a dime. The only thing that you're going to have to do is keep the school open at, at till 9 p.m. And oh, and get this, we've already, we already have a cleaning crew that we're going to do. Wow. And he was like, yeah, if I don't have to do any work. <laughs> so yeah, yeah doing more of the prep work on the front end and yeah. then some of this i'm guessing is like kind of learning like trial trial and error through those uh, first handful of campaigns and then yeah who knows like maybe the silver lining that third one not going as well motivated you to do like the right things to make the fourth one be a success yeah and i also i just saw what a couple other people were doing that i ch i actively chose not to i like i've got some friends who every video is them doing a controversial topic. And for me, uh, for me, there are times where I'm like, gosh, they're just digging up. They're just digging up problems <laughs> at this point because they can't find them. So I, I decided I'm going to do only one video a week. That's a little controversial to get people riled up. And then the second video is like a, Hey guys, how to do, com how to make comic books. Yeah. And then next video is a live show. And that formula is working really well right now. I've had this week. Wait, say that formula one more time for people controvert one one controversial video one branded video like how to and then one live or then one live show wow. um so three videos a week and it's working out really well in fact i normally get around 500 to a thousand views a week on my youtube channel and i got notified yesterday that last week my channel got ten thousand views Woo. yeah so uh it's work it's it's working Dude, that's awesome. But it also and then, uh, around the, figuring out. Just a quick one. I mean, like with this live today, we just went for it. But do you do a little bit of promo for uh, those live sessions? No, just go for I, it. I, 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 in the morning, send out, uh, I, 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 in the morning, I let my Discord and my Facebook group say, hey, guys, tonight we're having a video, a live show. But for the most part, people know, oh, on Tuesday nights, Tyler's streaming. So there's a little bit of consistency there, which yeah. is good. Uh, before we, you know, keep diving into like Indiegogo, do you have any thoughts around like doing time relevant uh, pieces? Like, you know, maybe there's a big event going on and you want to do like an opinion about it versus like those long-term pieces. Like, is there yeah. like a part of you that's just like, oh man, I know that like I only have this window to promote this and then it's not going to be relevant anymore. Yeah. So, uh, it's funny. Let's, let's, uh, at my job right now, um, I, I write blog posts with the goal of getting traffic to our website. So I posted a blog post this morning and I worked really hard on it. I worked, I worked really hard on it and it was doing all right. It was getting some people to traffic and then something happened and something happened. I got an email about it and it was timely and it was on brand for, for the, the my job. And I was like, flip, if I post something right now, I'm going to kill the blog post I just did. It'll kill the engagement. What do I do? If I post it tomorrow, it's old news. So I quickly drummed up something in 10 minutes. So like the news, in, the news uh, a breaking news story happened. And then 10 minutes later, I had 
like a copied and pasted version of it that linked to theirs, but they had to come to our website first and immediately like 300 shares on Facebook and whatnot. Uh, maybe not 300 wow. shares. That's a lot of shares, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it killed it more than the, the other blog posts, which I was like, man, I worked really hard on this, but the timely one is what worked uh, in April. Same thing. We did a timely pot. We did a timely blog post that got out over a hundred thousand views tra uh, of traffic on our website. Had we not posted it that day and on that topic, we wouldn't, we would have missed out on something on my YouTube channel. I have, a I, I was supposed to post the video I was going to do on Thursday on Monday, but it was more timely for me to post this Monday video now because it's relevant. Yeah. So there is a bit of a strategy there. Yeah. And then, um, that was great that you like saw that happening with that other blog post and you kind of solved the problem, you know, while it was happening. Um, so I guess that's like a good thing to keep in mind too, is like be following the analytics yeah. of whatever your post is throughout the day. Like I, I pulled up the analytics. So that blog post that I worked really hard on, um, got 15 views that morning this morning. And I was like, I was like, if I keep it up by the end of the day, it will get, it will get higher. And then I posted that timely one and it, it, it got 300 views today. Wow. And so I, that one, I mean, I, I killed something. I killed content and created new content that was way better for me. And I think a lot of us creatives, we consider our content like our babies and we like love our babies and we don't want to do anything with our babies. Um, and we don't want anyone to hurt our babies. But at this point, I'm totally fine with killing and replacing my babies with something that's going to be better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's part of it is something that I've had to overcome as well. It's just like, if you have a client that says, Hey, I don't really like how you did this. And then you're like, well, I put my heart and soul to make that or I put 10 hours into that little piece. Like now you want me to change it, but yeah. that's, that's all part of the gig. Um, you know, talking about bringing it back to Indiegogo and Kickstarter, you had mentioned that you had asked your group, like, or you had polled people and like you had some reservations behind promoting on both of them. Is there a different strategy and approach to how you promote on each of those platforms? And um, yeah, it's just preference right now. It's kind of like a little political game. If you go on Kickstarter, you're more liberal. And if you promote on Indiegogo, you're more conservative. And I was just like, I'm going to put it on Kickstarter because my last Indiegogo didn't do well. I got an overwhelming amount of support on Kickstarter. And I did a 20-day 20 20 campaign. And normally they do 30 or 60. I did a 20-day campaign. And then on Indiegogo, most people do 30 to 60-day campaigns. I did a seven-day campaign. And in the first three days of my Indiegogo, I did a third of the amount I did on Kickstarter. So had I continued with doing Indiegogo, I think we would have raised more money. Uh, but I was just, I was so tired and I was so tired last month. I was like, I'm just going to do these short campaigns and get this. Well, sometimes it's nice to like compress all of that. And um, yeah, who knows, like the timing wise, if that was like last month, I feel like August has been a month where people are been very disconnected from their like, computer technology so maybe yeah. you're better off crowd crowdfunding is all crowdfunding is all about urgency you you get the first the first 48 day backers the you get the first 48 hours of backers and they're like you're like hype fans like yeah i, I backed it and then after that you have like 
a, like you have like the lull period, which is like the majority of the campaign. And then you have the final three days, um, which you'll see a spike. And so I was like, Frick, how do I just make this lull period shorter? Yeah. I was like, okay, if I do a shorter campaign, the lull period is shorter and I can create urgency. So with the seven day campaign, I said, Hey guys, if you want it on Indiegogo, you've got seven days. So figure that out. Uh, Cause I'm not, extending it uh and so people were like oh they it doesn't give them time to think they have to go okay is this product i want if i don't like it i'm not going to back it if it is a product i want i better back it right now otherwise it's it's going away forever yeah that's awesome and that's great that you like kind of stood behind it too i know uh like kind of that scarcity tactic is is huge for yeah um you know getting people to take action in a short amount of time do you have any you know general tips maybe beyond uh, someone promoting a graphic novel, but maybe someone wants to take a product and put it on Indiegogo and Kickstarter. Do you have any tips for how someone should approach that? I got a, I know a guy I want, I, I wish we could, I wish we were friends, Tanner Yarrow. Uh, but ta- he, Tanner Yarrow produces Dungeons and Dragons um, products that he makes that he manufactures. He did a million, he did, I think $2 million Kickstarter campaigns. A cactus knows how to survive. It can endure scorching heat, limited rainfall, and defends itself against critters daily. Your business is no different. To survive harsh conditions, it's important to develop deep roots using media content that'll continuously nourish and support your marketing efforts day after day. Tactus Media is here to help you determine a strategy and create media content. Together, let's map out the next sequence of videos, podcasts, and social media to help your business thrive. Work with Tactus Media, media tactics that stick. Ouch! Visit tactusmedia.com to learn more. So when you do, a, when you do Kickstarter crowdfunding, two, two pieces of advice, get ready to spend a crap ton of your own money on creating the product, on paying someone to help advertise it for you. And then um, after that, the, the fulfillment of it. I mean, I know Tanner hired an advertising company and I researched them. I think they asked for 15,000 upfront. Wow. So, but I mean, 15,000 upfront. Him, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, 15,000 upfront and he has a million dollar campaign. That's, that's nothing. Um, but then he also had to manufacture the camp, the, the test stuff and he had to do his time. So if you're going to do Kickstarter Indiegogo and you don't have a platform and if you don't have a brand, then you better have a good product and you better put a lot of time into the content creation and advertising of it. It's, it's a hard crowdfunding is not, uh, it's not easy. Someone, it, it irked me so much. They said, Tyler, how come your book's not indie, on Indiegogo? If your book was on Indiegogo, you're guaranteed $10,000. And I was like, shut your mouth. No one, you're not guaranteeing $10,000 just because you're on Indiegogo. You got to hustle. Everyone's got to hustle. I think that's a really good eye-opener too. Because I've heard of a handful of people, yeah, trying to launch a product. And then they're like, oh, now I have to actually like, yeah, figure out the manufacturing. Uh, where am I going to get the materials from? how am I going to ship it to them? Um, and then yeah, trying to do it in a timely manner. Cause like nowadays with Amazon prime, people are expecting delivery in a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> and if, and if, and a lot of times they won't do the prep work. So once they fund, they'll be like, Oh crap. Now I got to figure out how to 
how to how to fulfill this like before i even did the kickstarter and indiegogo i already knew the the bo- i already had the boxes i needed it i already had the packaging ready i already know i already had i already knew how much shipping was going to cost i already knew how i was going to fulfill it and if you i already knew who was going to manufacture my product and if you don't have those questions answered beforehand you're in a world of hurt um down the road yeah or you just you figure it out and you're just sweating bullets and <laughs> hopefully yeah. trying to figure things out if people have questions, can they reach out to you, Tyler? Yeah, um, they can always reach out to me. Like, like, how do they reach out to me? Or yeah, what's a good way for people to get connected with you? Yeah, you can. Uh, we can always subscribe on YouTube.com/slash/drawandtalk. Uh, but also on that page, and if you go to the about section, I've got a business email address um, on there. It's contactfictionalreality at gmail.com. I do have a draw and talk one, but I don't use it. That's the one I use mostly. I love it. From the, the OG uh, handle there. Yeah, <laughs> from the OG YouTube idea that's buried. Oh, man. Six feet under. Reminds me of that movie Stranger Than Fiction with uh, Will Ferrell. Classic. <laughs> classic. Well, I guess not really classic, but a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Uh, all right, Tyler. So let's move along in these questions. I think we did, you did a great job of answering those first couple. What? <sighs> Thanks. Yeah, dude, you're doing a great job. I think you're doing a good job of explaining to people. Indiegogo and Kickstarter are like these buzz term like platforms. And they're like you said, or like you've mentioned, people are just like, you put it up there and you get $10,000. It's yeah. that easy. And, and that's, I think, is some of the mentality yeah. behind it. So knowing that uh, to put in some more forethought before you decide to launch on these platforms. Yeah. I had a friend who put that theory to the test. He put his book on Indiegogo and said, I'm not going to do any promotion and I'm not going to tell anyone about it. Like I found his book on Indiegogo. I was like, Hey Travis, you know, your books on Indiegogo. He goes, yeah. I was like, how come I haven't heard anything about it? He goes, don't tell anyone. I'm, I'm doing an experiment. Uh, he made $5. Well, hey, like, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it's not, it's not a real thing to just put your thing, your stuff up. And oh my gosh, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. So like kind of doing all, all the promo and then is it, uh, I, I don't have as much experience around it, but I think one of the platforms, like if you don't meet the goal, like you don't get any of the funding. Kickstarter. Yeah, it's Kickstarter. Indiegogo, you can, Indiegogo, you can set it, at, you can set it as a, fi- it's called a fixed goal. Um, whenever, whenever I do Indiegogo, I do a flex goal so that I am guaranteed to get the money, but Kickstarter, it's all or nothing. Wow. Yeah. That's a higher stake. So do you plan around that? Yeah. I make sure the goal is really low. <laughs> yeah. I make sure the goal is really low so that I know I'm going to hit it. Oh my gosh. And it lets people, but also lets the customer know they're going to get it because there's nothing worse than backing a Kickstarter and then the book doesn't get funded. I mean, you don't lose any money, but you also don't get the product. So when I do a goal of 500 and we get that in 24 hours, um, then people go, okay, I know I'm guaranteed my book. So I'll put, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it. Wow. So that's something to consider too, when people are putting their stuff out there. Tyler, what about uh, personal branding versus your YouTube channel or like draw and talk? You kind of, both of them are synonymous, right? With what you're doing right now. What do you mean? Um, I know I've a got, lot of, I know a lot of people when it comes to like how they brand themselves, sometimes they'll separate them out or mm. like, but oh, I feel like you've, I got you. you've like kind of ingrained and like people know like that's what you do is. Yeah. So funny you say that. Cause I have had, I had a brand identity crisis two months ago and I've had a, I had to have a coming to Jesus moment 
couple weeks ago. So everyone in comics has um, has an imprint. So like Marvel Comics, that's an imprint. DC Comics, that's an imprint. My friends who made this comic, their imprint is Atomic Elbow Comics. Um, so I was like, crap, what, what, what do I call mine? And I was like, do I call it Draw and Talk Comics? Because that's what my website is and that's what my YouTube channel is. And I was like, yeah, but it doesn't really, it didn't really like fit because it's just like Draw and Talk Comics. Like, I don't well, know Maybe what you could just narrate your comics, dude. Yeah, exactly. So then I have a, a thing going on on my community called the FERC gang um, and the FERC mafia. And that's just what we call ourselves because one day I was like, man, I don't give a, I didn't want to say the F word on stream. So I kept saying, I don't give a FERC. And it just kept, it kept going along. So when people are like, I support Tyler, FERC gang, um, I've got my like own like, like war gang. Like I got soldiers. I'll stick my people on anyone. So don't, I was you like, have a, don't you have a shirt? You have like merchandise that says for gang, right? God, I don't have it with me. Sorry, right yeah, now. putting you on the spot there. Yeah, but, I, but yeah, I have a shirt and we have merchandise and phone cases and mugs for the Furt gang. It's my Patreon. People pay a dollar or five dollars a month to be part of the exclusive Furt gang. Um one dollar gets you Furt gang, but five dollars gets you into the Furt mafia. Um so people pay that monthly, but I didn't want Furt gang comics because then people are like, what is Ferk, what like most people when they join the channel and they go well and our mods go welcome to the channel steven Ferk gang they go what's a Ferk gang because they're new um so i was like okay that that's not going to be good branding for the last three months i've been saying the phrase i want to have a silly goose time <laughs> brian i've been saying for the last three months all i want is to have is a silly goose time and i've been saying well, i hope that's... you're having one so far <laughs> we're having a silly goose time man and so I've been saying that so much. And then people, when I go on streams, they go, Hey guys, I, Hey guys, I'm Tyler and I'm on the stream and I'm here to have a silly goose time. And then when I talk about my comics, I'm like, guys, when you read my comics, I just hope you have a silly goose time. So now that's what my imprint is. It's Love it. silly goose comics. Um, with that being said, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's good branding because I've got draw and talk for gang and then silly goose comics. And sometimes it's, it can get muddled, but for the most part, that's, that's how I've dealt with my branding um yeah it's interesting but they do kind of like go hand in hand i guess people that are familiar are they like they're kind of in on the not like joke but they're like they understand they like it, it makes it, sense it's to them. part it's it's part of the it's part of the cult mentality i've created <laughs> oh my gosh the supreme leader. you're whispering in the mic but people that actually helps people hear it back <laughs> it's but but like but it, it's it, it it's uh it's it being when you're a part of the community you're gonna learn these terms like, oh, you're part of the draw and talk community? Are you part of the Furt gang? Yeah, I'm part of the Furt gang. Um, um, do you read his comics? Yeah, I, I always have a silly goose time when I read his comics. So people, it, it's it's my way of like, I mean, when you join, if I mean, I'm a I'm a Mormon. We have a ton of lingo that no one understands, and that keeps our religion inclusive. Um, so I did the same thing with the draw and talk community. We have our own little lingo lingo that keeps us inclusive. And if you want to know more about it, well, you're just going to have to join. That's kind of cool. I mean, I mean, that's not specific to Mormon. You think of like in, in school or you think of like yeah. all the acronyms of certain organizations that people use that like, if you, you would only know it if you're part of that organization. Yeah, exactly. So. Even with like every industry has their own, like stuff and you would never know until you join that industry. So yeah, that's, I, in a way I did that to create something inclusive. Um, I didn't do it on purpose, but 
it happened. Well, it sounds cool and it's exciting. Like, I think, yeah, maybe more brands can experiment and play around with that. Like, make something like a fun catchphrase or like you have like the Furt gang, like some yeah. kind of squad or a community exactly. that people can get behind. Yeah. Um, all right, Tyler, we're flying through these questions. And I know your time is pretty limited, but uh, do you have any tips for someone, you know, starting up a YouTube channel or, um, you know, Anything come yeah, to mind dude. for how to, how to get like creating your first media assets or just feeling comfortable getting it out there? Um, I think you, man, my camera keeps, my camera so not, is not as nice as yours. So if you're going to do a YouTube channel, get a camera like Brian's let's, let's start off with that. Now you can do a, you can do, hey, I my, started off small, man. I had a, my Canon 60 D back in the day. <laughs> it wouldn't hold up by today's standards. That's funny. Cause I just sold mine. Um, I think last time we talked, I sold mine. No, I actually record a lot of my videos. So I can record most of my videos on my webcam. And then I'm actually really lazy because I have a Canon ADD. And a lot of the times I'll just pull out my iPhone because it's got a, it can shoot in 1080p. Um, so well, Tyler, you have the charisma to make any camera work. Like, I, I think that's part of it too, is like content is king or queen. Um, and so like, being able to just produce something of value for your audience and having them connect with you, like through the camera lens, like you do a good job of that. Like you could be filming on like my old flip cam that we used to make videos on. Like, yeah, man, day, we made, you know? we made a, we made an hour and a half video on like a, a, a point and shoot uh, video camera and, and we killed it. Um, so yeah, I, I think with YouTube, I think everyone gets hung up with, Oh, I need to have, a thousand dollar camera and I need to do this. And I'm like, man, I create all my stuff on my phone and I've got this. I've got a phone tripod that I paid eight bucks for. Um, so, I mean, I got a iPhone microphone that cost me 50 bucks too. It's normally 300, but I swindled the dude. Um, <laughs> I just got it for, I just got it cheap. Wait, did you like haggle him or did you just like? <laughs> if I did haggle, he's like, I want it for a hundred. He's like, I'll sell it to you for a hundred. I was like, I'll pay 15. He was like, okay, fine. Um, but you just, I think just putting out like see, see what other channels are doing and pick the best things you like from those channels and then somehow try to incorporate what you can in those channels. I mean, you're never going to be a Logan Paul. You're never going to be a David Dobrik. You're never going to be a Gary V. Hopefully no one ever becomes another Gary V because you'll die. Um, Just working 72 hours straight. Exactly. <laughs> you got to want it. Um, and so, but find what you want and then, I mean, I posted, I was posting video and then I've been doing YouTube for three years and I'm only at 3000, I'm almost at 3,300 subscribers and that's fine. Like, unless you like hit a home run and you, and you, and you somehow your content and who you are is just goes viral, you're going to be grinding. I'm, I mean, I'll post a video I mean, right now, if I post a video and if it doesn't get at least a hundred views, I'll most likely unlist it. Um, but I mean, like last year I was posting videos and they're getting 30 views and I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, I mean, most of my videos don't get a thousand views and I'm okay with that. If, if it happens, that's dope. Um, but just know it's a grind. Yeah, I think that's a big part. And that's what I try to let my clients know too. It's like, it's a, it's consistency and you're, yeah. and you, and you've been talking about this journey and like, 
hopefully you're building this brand that's going to live as long as you do, um, you know, yeah. or, you know, the next decade. And this should be something that you're like kind of passionate and excited about. When I talk with my peers and they go, Tyler, how come my YouTube channel isn't doing like A, B, and C? I'm like, well, let's, let's look at your video and then we'll go on their channel. We'll go, okay, first off your channel looks ugly. So let's talk, let's talk about that. Now let's look at your thumbnails. Your thumbnails look ugly. Let's talk about that. I hope you're not and, saying it this harshly. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And then I go, now let's look at your video. And here's the thing. Your video might be cool, but unless your thumbnail and title is, is just as good, no one's going to click on it. So people are shocked. I'll spend an hour or two on my thumbnail. Yeah. And I'll do like four or five different iterations until I'm like, okay, I think this is, I think this is the one. That, yeah and i think that's pretty standard practice now like the days where you could just put like a like at the 15 or 30 second yeah. mark just grab whatever that was and like if it's someone's like blurry face i'd be okay but now it needs to like yeah have a, a face that showcases emotion and yeah like you mentioned having the brand and having a title that's interesting yeah i mean i hate that my first i hate that my first video is the one that has forty-seven thousand views because it's my worst video um but is I mean, the one where you're on the roof? Have, no, that one. Uh, no, I worked so hard on that video and it's so bad. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, what, what's going to get someone to click? I mean, this, this uh, one, this video I did uh, last month, it says how cyber frog wrecked planet hit $1 million on Indiegogo. And then I have the cover and it says a million dollars and someone goes and people are going to go, Oh my gosh, this comic did a million dollars. Like how did it do it? Or, you know, $39,000 stolen from customers. This, this Indiegogo sucks. And people go, oh, this comic book like stole $39,000 from it. So be clickbait. Be as clickbaity as you can, but make sure that when they click on it, they actually get what they were promised. Yeah, provide that value. Yeah, but still provide that value. But I, 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 try, to, I try to make my thumbnails very clickbaity. Um, but also or like you, things that you would want to click on, right? Like are you yeah. sometimes thinking about from your own perspective. I mean, if we're, if we're talking about marketing, which we are, you gotta, you gotta make it appeal to them emotionally. And, uh, I mean, I had, I did a video from one of my, and it said, um, watch out for this kind of creator. And on the thumbnail it says, stay away from mags. And I have, mags mags is this comic book creator i have her face plastered on it there's a screenshot of a twitter d a twitter message and then it shows a prominent creator that everyone knows so now people go oh my gosh stay away from mags what did she do to this really popular creator i'm gonna click on this because this is because this is uh drama filled um so yeah, creating that tension and then yeah, it doesn't always have to be like that um, direct, but like, I guess thinking for other brands and businesses out there, yeah, what is something that your customers might be thinking about that, uh, yeah, would just make them want to click on it and, you know, builds up that, I don't know, idea of like what a, a sense of like suspense or like a thrill and, yeah. and wanting to, you, you need know, to, when they, and my boss hates this sometimes. But um, he's like very tabloid. You do very tabloid stuff, Tyler. And I'm like, well, I'm good at it. Um, yeah, maybe, is, you have a, maybe you have a future at TMZ, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you have to, when, when people 
read your headline, you they need to feel an emotion. And that emotion doesn't, even if the content inside is good, you can give them a negative emotion. You can go with a headline that says, well, yeah, I mean, like we were talking oh. about earlier, like scarcity or yeah. Um, fear or yeah, any number of things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can have, you can, all the, most, all, like 99% of the content I post on my, on my work is very positive, but positivity doesn't necessarily like get the click. So if you can do something that's going to hook them in, uh, hook them in and it, there's a twist and they're going to, they go, oh, I've been given this twist. What's the value I'm going to get from from engaging in this person. I mean, one thing with the reason why people love Gary Vee is he goes, let me show you how to do this. Some of the best YouTube videos are how to get your first 1000 subscribers. And people go, yeah, I'd love to get the, my first thousand subscribers. And then the, typically the people are like, be consistent, post every day. Ah, it's all the same video every time, but that, that's a title that I've clicked on a thousand times. <laughs> I'm <laughs> hoping for some new, there. I'm hoping for some new advice. I know that's what a lot of it, a lot of that stuff online can be like people just repackaging what someone else has put together. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong, by the way, if, 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 if any creator is having a hard time creating their own original content, curate some content, go with what, like, like, Oh, Hey, Brian talked about this topic. Let me grab some content from Brian, put my own spin on it. And also that looks good for that creator because now that, because now Brian's like, Oh, you're kind of like networking for me. You're mm -hmm. sharing my stuff. You're spinning it. You're now you've shared my brand. Um, so curate, curate content. Most of the content I, 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 I do on my YouTube channel currently is curated. Um, yeah. I didn't do the work. Someone else did the work and I shared that. Well, I think that's like, I've, I've heard a lot of success lately of people, yeah, pumping up someone else's work or like the famous, like in Twitter, like retweeting is something that's very underutilized. It's like just retweeting someone else's work and, yeah. um, you know, send some people your way and they're like, oh, okay, this person's engaging with the content. So yeah, exactly. Tyler, um, I know you're an hour ahead. This has been super awesome having you on to the podcast. You've been on every podcast I've made so far in my lifetime. So it's been That's great exciting. getting you on one more with the Media Marketing <laughs> Podcast. Do you, um, yeah, so for people that uh, want to learn more about Tyler, you can connect with him on your YouTube channel, subscribe and hit the notification bell shameless plug there and Boom. at draw and talk you'll find links in the description you can connect with you on linkedin i'll also put your instagram handle in there um, and then yeah you mentioned patreon for a second do you want to talk about your patreon account and what people can get from there yeah a page it's it's very exclusive content so um uh, patreon on patreon you can pay either a dollar a month or five dollars a month it's a subscription fee and i it's basically like my diary right now um, I, I wanted to do so many different things on there, but it, it was just, you add, hey, like, it might even morph. It might even morph. Yeah. My, my goal is to do Patreon full-time to have all my comics go through Patreon. All my YouTube videos go through Patreon. Um, I have a certain dollar I have to hit to do that. But right now it's for, if for a dollar or $5, you get all the behind the scenes stuff I do. I'm showing off projects that are coming out in 2021, 2022. I show even more ups and downs. Um, then, and I break down a lot of the things that, uh, I, I break down a lot more processes, things that I go, I don't want to tell people that secret publicly, but I'll, I'll share it to, uh, my patrons and it's a, it's a good venting 
venting place. I'm really uh, happy with uh, what we're doing there. And I, I got like three new Patreons this week, um, which was awesome. So I'm really going to be pumping out. I'm actually having, it's funny that we're talking about marketing. I, 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 there are people who live off of Patreon, Brian, who, and I wanted to figure out how. So I, in two weeks, am getting someone on the show who makes $5,000 a month on Patreon. Wow. Because I said, hey, I see that you do this. I want to pick your brain. Come on my show and we can promote your comic. And he was like, Was yeah. it pretty easy to get a hold of him? Uh, I had to create, um, I mean, so as you create content, I think as you level up, you, join, you start to join new circles. So I since in the last six months, in the last three months, actually, I've upped my circles. I'm like, I'm engaging with, higher level creators who have higher connections than what I was previously allowed. And I'm becoming friends with them. They're allowing me into their circles. And then they're how they're like, as they push up, they're like holding my shirt a little and, and saying, Hey Tyler, like follow along. He actually reached out to me because he said, Hey Tyler, I noticed you're now part of these circles. Why aren't you doing the things that we're doing? Mm. And I was like, Oh, well, I don't know how to do the things you're doing. He goes, well, can I come on your show and promote my comic and I'll give you some one-on-one? I'm like, yes. Wow. Ab- absolutely. I think if you can give someone, if I, I, I think businesses, all, I think all businesses should have a podcast. You ready for my big like hiring tip that I always do? When Let's I go. Do interview? Let's get the hot take. Let's get the rants going. You Tyler. ready for this? I'm going to get my boss is going to be like, oh my gosh, fired this guy. Um, I think every business if you can, it should have a podcast, not to get views, but to network with people. So if you are in like a dental company and you need to get your product into all the different dental offices, create a podcast and invite those dentists on. And your goal isn't to get views on the podcast, but it's, it's, it's a way to say, Hey, we're going to promote you. And they go, oh yeah. And you do put out that podcast, but you give them a, a value proposition. Hey, I'm going to do this for you for free. But now I'm one-on-one talking with my future client. And by the end of this podcast, and now I have one-on-one time with you, you're going to buy my product. So it's a good way to get that one-on-one that you need with the people that are going to grow your business. So, I mean, if, if, a pod, if, if businesses are okay with saying, I'm going to make a podcast not to get views and make money off of it, but to find potential clients that's a new way to, to utilize a podcast. Yeah. Especially cause like, I think that's a great point. Cause in the early stages, yeah, you're only going to get, you know, five, 10 listens, but if those five, 10 listens are by the right people, then that's a success. I yeah. think a lot of people get like hooked on these vanity metrics of like, yeah, I need to get a thousand listens on this podcast for it to like yeah. mean anything. But uh, yeah, it, I, I'm a big fan of podcasts too. Cause it allows for these longer conversations. You're allowed to, um, yeah, educate, you know, potential customers yeah. throughout the process. And you're able to, yeah, be with them when they're at the gym, be with them when they're uh, doing their commute while they're cooking breakfast, any number of yeah. things. If I need, if I need something, if I need something from you, Brian, I'm if, and if I go, Hey, Brian, I need you to do make a $3,000 deal with me. You're going to be like, I don't know who you are. No. But if I go, Hey, Brian, I really like your brand. I really like what you're doing. We have a podcast. Will you come on for free and we'll talk, we'll promote your brand and you can use that link. You can share it out on your social media and 
and uh, let's, let's do this. And now we do this podcast and there's always the behind the scenes stuff after the podcast. And they go, Hey, thank you so much, Brian, for doing this podcast with us. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with my business, by the way. And then now I have a one-on-one sales pitch to you and I've got you where I want. Well, it doesn't have to sound that slimy, Tyler, <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, it, sounds, it, opens up, it opens up the door and it allows for that, that conversation to happen. So you yeah, know. well, that's, I mean, that's what my, my uh, live shows are. It's, it's to open up opportunities with creators that I want. I mean, I had, I want to work at DC Comics one day, maybe possibly. So I, write, I reached out to the current Batman writer. Hey, you want to come on my show? He came on. Dude, and awesome. now I have, now I can DM him every now, I DM him every now and then, Hey, I'm working on this. And he goes, Oh, that's so cool. Keep it up. Wow. You know? So it's just a, it's a good way to network. Even if your pod, I mean, his podcast got like, didn't get very many views at the time, but it gave yeah. me a space to to network with him. Um, yeah. I guess my follow-up question to that is like, when you are reaching out to these groups, like, do you think people should be like, so like you're at a spot now where you have a couple thousand followers on YouTube and that probably gives you a little bit more leverage. But even if someone only has like, you know, say less than a hundred followers, do they still have a little bit of leverage just by having the platform yeah. to reach out to those people? I had less than a thousand followers when I asked that Batman writer to come on. I mean, don't get me wrong. I followed him. I engaged with all of his content. And then when he put out, Hey, wanting to promote my book. And then I was like, Hey, I follow all your stuff. Do you know what I mean? He goes, Oh yeah. You comment on all my Twitter posts. Yeah. Do you want to come on my podcast? I've got like 50 listeners. And to him, he's like, yeah, 50 listeners. All f- those 50 people could possibly buy my stuff. Absolutely. And for me, I'm like, I'm about to have a one-on-one with a professional writer. <laughs> so how, how nervous were you when that, when you were doing, I was podcast? freaking nervous. And at the end of our conversation, we had like a 30 minute, like behind the scenes talk. And I was just like, and, and um, when I do this, should, should I do this? And he was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, when you write Batman? So, <laughs> so I mean, now that, now that I've gone there, I'm a little more confident. But um, I think people, people want to see that you engage with them. And I think if you, you give more than what you take, people are going to see that and they're going to want that. Love it. I think that's a good one to end on, man. Um, um, I appreciate you coming on to the show, Tyler. This has uh, been a truly a pleasure and I'm, I'm excited for uh, how, how people receive it. And thanks for going live. We made it to uh, an hour and 20 minutes. So dang, that's a, that's a good amount of time. Yeah. All right, dude. Uh, until next time. And uh, good luck on, on the next pot, on the next uh, comic coming out. Thanks, man. All right. Peace. I want to say a big thanks for tuning into the Media Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe to get notifications for new episodes, which are coming out every Thursday morning, or at least we're striving for that. Uh, feel free to visit our Facebook page where you can like and join the Media Marketing community. This is a good resource for collaborating, sharing ideas with other media creators, marketers, and those just looking to build their network. So until next time.